there, whoever you are, wherever you are, whenever you are. It's me, your resident friendly favourite, Furbolg, and today I'm joined by a very special guest on the podcast. But three things before we start. Um, the first one being that the sound on this is going to be a bit weird because I'm doing it in a very different uh, style with a very different setup. Uh, so you may hear the sound going in and out for a bit. We're getting used to it. Um, second of all, uh, well, the last next two things are quite uh, big. So sorry about that and heavy. So the f- second thing that I want to talk to you about is the fact that some of you have noticed that Leon is no longer a part of the pod of many things. Um, that is because he is no longer a part of the pod of many things. Unfortunately, his work commitments and stuff have made it so that he is unable to participate. Um, obviously, I wish him all the best and I'll have him back on as soon as he wishes to, a bit like with Troy. However, um, for now, it's just me and any guests I can find. And uh, yeah, because I really enjoy doing this and um, I want to keep making friends and talking to people about cool stuff cool nerdy things so the third one is a bit more serious i've gone in degrees of seriousness this podcast may involve uh topics that are triggering so this is your trigger warning um we are going to be talking about things like baby loss um stillbirth neonatal uh, treatment and uh, uh, fetal health and stuff like that which are quite traumatizing events for people Um, hopefully we won't be on them for too long but they are part of this story because today I'm very proud and very happy to announce that today's podcast guest is my wife and love of my life Jennifer say hi to the people Jennifer hello people So, uh, Jen and I have been together for, I'm going to say, 11 years. 11 years. And um, we've been married for almost two. Oh, no, two. Uh, So, we've been married for two years. So, Jen, why don't you tell the people how we met? And before we get into today's topic about, like, um, dating your DM or being married to a dungeon master, how did we meet? How much of the story do the people need to know? Just the initial bit and like how like how we got together, how we first met, and then when you realised you were deeply madly in love with me. <laughs> um, Addison was in a band well, when we were at sixth form and they were playing a show at, at his school and I wanted to go, a few of my friends were going and Ad was the man with the ticket. So we were on a university trip, like on a on a uni open day with our sixth form, and I stood behind him whilst he spoke, and I believe without taking a breath for the longest time, <laughs> until I got fed up and tugged on the back of his hoodie for him to turn around and look straight over the top of my head. <laughs> You are short. Like that's, that's not very fair. I'm six four and you're what five, five two, two and a half. Like. Um, yeah. So Addison turned around, looked straight over the top, and before going, "Oh, you're down there." And there was an awkward exchange of money and things. <laughs> weren't, weren't drugs, I promise. <laughs> For tickets to my to my gig, yeah. Just sort of went on from there, I guess. We started like chatting and whatnot. Addison dated one of my friends first. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, this is true. But now, what? That we were 17 when we first met? Yeah. And now we are 28 years old. So that's that's been a long time. It's been a long time to be together. Yeah, I thought I'd point it out. It <laughs> just seems like, I suppose a lot of people do just start talking randomly. Yeah. Um, but... This was before the age of, like, Tinder and everything, though, so... <laughs> Where no one talks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
I went to that show. We met up a few times afterwards, and we've been together ever since, really. Yeah. Yeah, we've been together ever since. You've you've known me through uni when I got back into comic books. Uh, you used to come into comic book stores with me, and that was pretty funny. Like just that one time. Just that one that, time. <laughs> that one time in Sheffield, were like there were people. That, there were two little weirdos. <laughs> following us around there's no other I can't be polite about it that's as polite as it gets because it was unsettling I've never wanted to be in a place less than that because they were following us around and one pointed out to the other he's got a girlfriend yeah and I think it's because we were actually talking about things as well that made it even more like yeah like you showed an interest in like comics and stuff just because I was interested in them not because you were interested in them like at all really you were like oh I know this one yeah like oh, oh this is cute yeah so yeah they um so yeah I've told that story on the podcast before but I think it's very <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> you're just like two little weirdos <laughs> But yeah, so that's how we met. You've known me through uni. Uh, you've known me when I got my first job. You've known me through training to be a teacher. Um, and we've we've had multiple uh, trials and tribulations, but we're still here. And now you are officially, as a player, married to a dungeon master. How does that make you feel when I put it like that? Sounds, sounds kind of weird. It does sound kind of seedy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's... It's all I've ever known, isn't it? Really, you yeah. d- you were you were playing and DMing before I was ever involved. Yeah. So w- w- what I wanted to go get into first was to talk about like um, when I first started getting into D and D, and when I mentioned like this thing called Dungeons and Dragons to you for the first time, like and how because I kind of got for you because we weren't living together at the time when I first got into it. I was still living at my parents' house and you were still living it. Mm. It just seemed to come out of nowhere that I really liked this thing. Out. and I go through like obsessive phases I understand that yeah. but this is one thing that seemed to like stick like so what did you think when I first when we were first like um when you when I first said oh yeah I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons like at work and stuff like that. Uh, did you start doing that, that at work before we were living together yeah I don't think I really paid it much notice it was something you did funnily enough you started online you were playing with friends out in Canada online mm-hmm. you were watching well you were watching critical role yep um and i just had absolutely no interest in that until we were living together mm. and i'm pretty sure even when we were first living together because they were still playing campaign one when we when you when we moved in mm-hmm. i've never watched i will say i have never watched any of campaign one because just wasn't the, something you were interested yeah in. and at the time i just thought this goes on for so long <laughs> that is true why that is true and now we we devote actual time we timetable yeah, it into our we timetable it into our lives <laughs> yeah because we can't miss it but yeah no uh so you didn't really pay any attention yeah it just wasn't whatever it wasn't something i was even remotely fussed about it was something that you did that didn't really affect me mm. when you were first into it fair enough so what what made you like sit up and pay attention then when I, uh, when what was the first thing that made you go, oh, this this is a thing that he does, and it affects our, or like it's something that affects our lives? Because you, I, I, I will admit, I have to devote a lot of time to it and stuff like that. So, what made you like kind of do that meerkat thing where you like rose up and like started looking around? 
perhaps once we were living together and I realised how much time and how much money you were putting into it. Not that I gatekeep what money you can spend, that's your money. Like, mm-hmm. We both have our like our separate accounts that we that we have our money in and then our joint account to pay for all the things that we've got to pay for as a couple. So what's yours is yours. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, when you notice like you're buying different books, you're buying dice, you're buying minis. Yeah. And when we when we're out in places and you're looking for books and you're looking for dice and you're looking for minis and like oh like this is a thing mm. and you were you were still playing with the boys when, when we, we first when moved we in first together because yeah, we were first in the flat yeah and when i while i was first pregnant yeah so i was still playing with adam matt and mike and that used to take up a lot of time you were not over, happy on the weekend you were not happy some days because obviously with my job yeah uh, like Ad, so Ad, I'm sure you will know as a teacher so he is out all day I mean obviously when I'm working I'm out all day but that we're out all day we come home we have dinner we go to bed we're tired mm-hmm. so to then devote so much time of a weekend to something I sound terrible because like, I'm thinking like it's something that I wasn't necessarily a part of so so you'd sit there with your headphones on mm. in another room maybe with the door shut mm. and I'd be a bit like oh well this is lonely yeah and I can I can imagine that it is for like couples like when one person plays and one person doesn't like it, it can become quite lonely I think that's why a lot of time was was devoted to me trying to convince you to play and that wasn't easy admittedly because you did for a while harbour quite ill feelings towards uh, D&D because of of what we went through um, together so but I had played once before then and that was not great was it no when we played at the house like at the flat with Tom and Ash when they came down from uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not uni, or from their lives. Ash was at uni, but wasn't Tom still doing his masters? Oh, he might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. Um, but oh. whatever. They'd come home for Christmas, and they came and stayed with us, and we had a drink. And Addison set up a one shot, and I ummed and ahed. I let them start. I wasn't going to play. I let them start. I was sleeping in the corner of our room. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the corner of our living room while the three boys were playing. And I like caught wind of what was going on, and I, they took a break, and I woke up, and I was like, "Oh, actually, like, can I join in?" I love this because I did literally just have a character ready for you. Addison had rolled up a character <laughs> that was like so me as well, really. Mm. Yeah, because I think you did that per like purposefully. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. made a character that was very me. Yeah, so, so that I didn't find it hard. Because obviously I, even now, do find it hard to roleplay. Yeah. It's something that I'm not completely comfortable with. Yeah, and that and that makes sense. Like, not everybody... You're, you're quite shy. Like, you're not yeah. shy with your opinions, but to open up to people in general. Like... You make me sound like an asshole. But... Like that's what one, one of the things I love about you is like how like forthright you are and honest you are like and I I do love the fact that sometimes you try and hide things with your you try and hide <laughs> how you feel but your face is just like yeah no <laughs> like so when I first started playing like online like you were like no it's fine it's fine but uh, your face I'm was scouting. like yeah like, so, absolutely seething yeah so so it's not that you're an asshole it's just the fact that that that's how it was and that, that's the truth of the matter isn't it. 
and like you so you played that game how did that game make you feel when you played that because that was like one of my first one shots I, it wasn't well it, I, I know it wasn't well executed but how did you but we all had a good time yeah and I think it's because we none of us had ever played before mm. like I'd never played Tom and Ash had never played before yeah so it was just us like exploring what you do as a hobby yeah and like yeah it was fun I had a good time and then not too long after that because you were still playing you were still playing with boys weren't you at that time because mm-hmm. I wasn't pregnant with Clark quite um yeah so you carried on playing I don't know when you started going to the club so I started going to the club a little bit before you you were pregnant with Clark or whilst you were pregnant with it Clark. was whilst I was pregnant but I'm not sure I went with, when with like Kai Julie and I was playing with another guy who's just had a, a little girl I think what's his name Rob he had a really str- he had a really cool name he's he's um and he looked really cool but yeah so that was when I first made ramp the world that like yeah like and I played it with other people and I first met our friend Callum in that point but then obviously um we got we got to that point with Clark and we got to the the point where we found out that things weren't going going to work out with Clark and that he was um, he was very poorly and very ill and that and that's when I had to stop going wasn't it because of the fact that I was you stopped going whilst we were going through the process so obviously we we lost our son our, we went to our 20 week scan and found out that he was very unwell um, and doctors straight away threw around the phrase incompatible with life mm. and they sent us up and down the county country even like we had to county i'm pretty sure we went to leicester which is outside our county isn't it leicestershire yeah okay yeah so yeah up and down and nottingham we went to yeah i'm thinking they're all still technically they're the near yeah they're near us yeah yeah but yeah i didn't mean to say county but yeah like the general region yeah um, so yeah, different hospitals in Leicester, Nottingham, seeing different specialists, having different tests and scans um, in the fetal health department in our hospital at Ketrin. Mm. And like this went on for like three weeks and in this time, Addison and I were due to get married. Yeah. Um, Addison and I were due to get married in June 2018 mm. and we had to postpone because we'd, we'd got the news that we were going to lose our baby. Yeah. Um, and after sitting down with a neurospecialist she explained that it really was worst case scenario and if i was to go to term he we probably would have lost him in utero anyway and if not he would have been born and been in pain um due to the nature of his condition where his he had like a severe neural tube defect so when people have spina bifida the bottom of their spine doesn't fuse properly it's almost like a zip isn't it but doesn't yeah it doesn't close, at the, close at the bottom but our son had an encephalus seal so his hasn't hadn't fused at the top mm. and it was discovered that around 70 percent of his brain was growing in a sac uh, protruding from the like base of his neck yeah and we we had to make a lot of like hard and tough decisions like whether we wanted to end the pregnancy or we wanted to go to term or um because of how far along you were you were going to have to deliver him to anyway. deliver him nat- or, or naturally or yeah my, my i had what's what's now known as a compassionate induction so we had to have a really difficult conversation between ourselves with our family and dis- decide that for for his sake it it was better that my pregnancy was ended 
Yeah, and we like, because he would have would have if he'd have been born alive, he would have been born in pain. Mm. And that pretty much put our lives on on hold, hold for a little bit. Like I wasn't going to work, and I was training to be a teacher at that time. Like yeah. I was still in my, I hadn't even qualified. You were at the arse end of your qualification. Yeah, and I thought I was I wasn't going to graduate with all my friends, didn't I? Because yeah. of the fact that like I'd missed a lot of like important uh, points. Like, like deadlines for things. Yeah, because of the fact that I'd, I'd made them aware, but you know, like I, I, I just couldn't uh, make it. And like that, if you can imagine that something as important as that, my career was on hold, my D and D life was on hold. Like I wasn't really doing anything. We were just waiting for things to happen. That, that's how it felt to me anyway. Yeah. Like, it was almost like waiting for... And I suppose for all that time, we'd already been told straight away at that initial scan that that did not look good. Yeah. And that our specialist said, we, we, don't, think, we don't think this pregnancy will survive. Mm. So it was like waiting for the inevitable. Yeah. And then... And waiting three weeks for it. Yeah, we waited a month, which uh, which did have some... I know this is going to sound strange, but it did have some positives, because it meant that we, we could register him, and he could have a name. And, yeah, and st- he would have got his name anyway, but we were able to register his stillbirth, so there's like official, official recognition that he existed. Yeah, without going into too many details, because we know it's a distressing topic, like we, we, we got to hold him and stuff like that, because he was... He was kind of big enough to do that with and stuff like that and it was yeah it was very um it, it was hard it was very hard and that put our like wedding my qualification which luckily i was able to pass on the same year because my tutors liked me i guess um D and stuff and the club kept inviting me back but like because i was just such a, a mess really take you too long to go back though but the thing was that people invited me like during and like stuff like yeah. that and like during that time and i just i just couldn't i couldn't go and face anybody but it was nice to have that community like the D community um there helping us and like caring for us i guess like you hadn't met many of them yet i hadn't met any of them i don't think before no. we had Clark. no and um it wasn't till afterwards that uh, you you came to the club a couple of times. Um, I think I came once a month or so after Clark was born, mm. and it was it was fine. I just felt very overwhelmed. Yeah, I didn't didn't know if it was if it was the place for me. And as Addison has like alluded to, D and D like became a point of contention for us. Yeah, because I was so unwell and nothing was being done about it yet like following uh, following like losing Clark it just it felt to me like Addison was out at work all day every day he'd then come home and just be talking to his like new D&D friends and then he'd piss off all day on a Sunday yeah pretty much and, we, and I was just expected to sit there and wait for him with what it felt like. Yeah, and we kind of had to like deal with that and like I tried to and that I think that first time that you went was me trying to show you like that it wasn't like that. Yeah. Like it and we both dealt with it in very different ways. Like I I like will admit that I did like jump into D and D and was like, yo, I'm gonna go back and play games and um try and go back to normality and try and function in something whereas you were a bit more like insular like you wanted yeah I I couldn't I 
I didn't leave our ha- our flat for months. No. Unless I had to, and usually if I did leave the flat, I was either with Addison and I wasn't going anywhere where anyone was going to talk to me, or I'd walk across town to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. How long did it take me to go in the shop? Oh yeah, that took you a while because you just didn't genuinely didn't want to talk to people. And people like... that people that know me, like I've lived in this town for God God knows how long. People know me. People that work in the shops know me. They all knew I was expecting. I didn't want to have to go in there and see pity on their faces. And I became like, I wasn't well. No, you weren't well and you were, like, taking it out on anyone and anything. Not just me and D&D, but, like, um, you just weren't happy. And then I was, like you said, pissing off to to go play D&D with... I think at that time Rachel was coming to get me, wasn't she? Yeah. And like, you were seeing me like having some form of normalcy with other people, and I think you felt a bit left behind. Yeah. I, I thought you were gonna go. Yeah, and like that wasn't the case because then, like, I showed you, and you kind of got it. Like, but it wasn't for you then. No, I still felt really overwhelmed by it, and everyone was so lovely. Mm. Um, like Steve and Lindsay that were running the club at the time. Yeah. They had nothing but time for me. Yeah, they were great. Um, I know they spent a lot of time encouraging you and trying to encourage me to be involved only when I was ready to be. And it what, took me another nine months after that initial visit. I did. We did go to someone like, else. Went to someone's house. Yeah. And played. And two of those people became like really good friends of ours. Yeah, Zach and Luke did. Zach and Luke. But on that initial thing, that was the first experience I've ever had of someone else DMing for me that wasn't you. Yeah. Only the second time I'd ever played. Yeah. I came to know very quickly that Zach does create obnoxious characters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But that was my first like experience experience of that. And I'm not going to lie to you, I came away from the table at first wanting to knock his teeth out. <laughs> I, I remember how angry you were, because I, I like, can't remember what happened, but everybody like got up from the table, and me and you were like stat, just sat there. I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, you you like wanted to go home, you were not happy. Um, and that's terrible. Like we've we how, how long have we played with those two, like since yeah like yeah it was yeah so say so we postponed our wedding it wasn't until had I, had I had i spent any time with the D lot when we went to comic-con when we went to comic-con yeah so we went to comic-con in the october of 2018 yeah and I, that was like the third time i'd met luke mm. um who looked after me more than you did that day yeah sorry Addison about gets this thing where he sees things and it's shiny and he's excited <laughs> Wow. And I was still, like, I was still, like, really... Yeah. I could have done that better, because you were still very, like, afraid. Afraid of everything. Yeah. Um, Addison kept just wandering off and leaving me behind, but it was Luke, bearing in mind he didn't know me very well, who was making sure that I was okay. I was very, very grateful for him that day. Yeah. Didn't help that the the same person who DM'd for us and almost ruined your experience of D&D totally was also with us on that day and was just kind of throwing a strop all the whole day ruining that day as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah bless um but n- like I, i'd started coming around to the idea i'd said to you before that i was thinking about oh well maybe i will play yeah because you bought your first set of I dice i bought so. my first set of dice that i bought for myself and i still use them yeah i, I still roll that d20 every week um 
The Joker dice, right? The ones that look like the, the green and purple ones. Yeah, those aren't sitting. But yeah, I bought those there. But it was people that obviously you were DMing for them, but we met a couple of Addison's other friends, or had met Callum before when I'd been at the club, but we met Paige and, Paige Troy. and Troy. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever met either of them. And you know when you meet people that you were just in- instantly drawn to? Mm-hmm. There was just something I liked so much about. They were so friendly um, and lovely. Like, feel like I spoke to Paige quite a lot. Yeah. You you did speak to Paige quite a lot and Troy and... As another fellow little peep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and Paige were like our tiny titans, weren't you? Um, yeah, but... I know. Say I bought my di- like my first set of dice, but even then, I didn't start didn't start playing until after we got married. Mm. So, Addison's lovely D and D friends came to our wedding. Yeah, reception, didn't they? Yeah. Fucking hell, <laughs> they were they were great. And it was it was something. <laughs> I I've just got images of Callum burned into my like rain from that night wasn't he in a bush by the end of the night he was in some sort of state love him yeah we're at we're at like a four star hotel yeah four star (laughs) hotel and Callum (laughs) Callum just had no idea Callum I remember Callum coming up to me with this drink and I was like the fuck's in that (laughs) and I'm pretty sure his response was something along the lines of I don't know he was a mess That, that little sesh gremlin like yeah but like and Paige were again. So you you've had you'd had them at the house before we got married, and this is how like afraid of it all I was. Addison would have them over, and I would go somewhere else that wasn't our home. Yeah, I because I didn't want to feel in the way. Yeah, like you had them over to play, yeah. and I was I wasn't involved, so I didn't want to sit here and be in the way. So I made my excuses. And I was gone before they were here. Yeah. And even though I tried, like, no, you can stay. Like, maybe you should watch to hopefully get you in the get you in the spirit of it. You just... It wasn't for you yet. No. But there was... Um, Paige said something to me at, at our wedding. And I can't recall exactly what it was. But I then knew that I really wanted to be Paige's friend. Mm. And that I wanted to play D&D. That I would come and try and play D&D. I wanted to get to know these lovely people that were being so lovely. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was It was interesting like to see. Because you did. It kind of like was like a snap. Like you, yeah. You did suddenly go, well, I'm coming next week, right? And I was like, are you? Like, So we had to make you your first character, which yeah. was uh, Dara. 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 Your cleric. cleric with knife bow. Um, I just loved her so much. She was great. And we we went through a campaign based in the Critical Role world of Tal'Dorei. And you basically helped chase down Raishan, who had been reincarnated into a human body. That was fun. And then more and more crazy stuff happened. And we came to a... We came to an end with that campaign... Like, um, how did you feel about the club, like, during that time, though? Because it was, there was a bit of, um, like, tumultuous, like, relationships between people during that time because of politics, I guess. And, like, as someone on the outside looking in and someone brand new to it all. That part of it was overwhelming, but when I first started playing and spending time with everyone... 
I think I found the same thing that you did and it helped mm. and obviously I think my starting to play D&D did it like align with this like my start of my, my therapy journey mm-hmm. I can't remember which came first I think therapy came first and then you did because I, f- I remember you talking about D&D with your therapist you mentioned to me that you spoke to D&D about D&D to your therapist and she kind of gave you the same look that you used to give me when you tried to explain it to her yeah so maybe I ha- maybe I did start playing first like briefly like just before mm-hmm. and then that along with the therapy and then I realised that I was starting to feel better Yeah, I was meeting different people and like getting to know the people that you'd come to like be so close to and like, I fell in love with the hobby not just the hobby but I fell in love with all the people that were around us yeah because we we had what we had me you Paige for a little bit troy trimwith rachel matt matt vials um luke p p yep handsome luke p i don't don't know like everyone was just really everyone was just so warm and like welcoming to me Mm. and then like they tried so hard to help me where i struggled so much with rules and what I could do, or even the concept of you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you did. It did take you a while to get like your head around that. Like you were like, "What are the rules?" And I was like, "We'll we'll get there." <laughs> you get things like read read your spells, know your spells. I don't know my spells. <laughs> what what the fuck can I do here? I still do that. Yeah. I've been playing for like nearly two years at this point. Yeah, and I still haven't got a scoop. Like. But I've been really, I've probably really well looked after and helped out by like the people that we're lucky enough to call our friends. Yeah, I hope, I, I think so. I think we're, we, we've been very lucky because those people came at a time in our lives when we... We really, really did need them. Yeah, and I and I've, I think I've said on the podcast multiple times that I believe D&D saved our, our, our lives and our marriages, like, well, our marriage, because I, I went back to being normal, in air quotes, and made... And, like, we, we, we had something to talk about other than what yeah. had happened to us, and, like, I was excited about something... You became excited about something, and eventually we we grew to that point. Yeah, and I think it just helped me like come out of my shell again, I guess, mm. to find like new people that I was comfortable with. Like, I'm quite a tactile person. Yeah, like I'm touchy feely, so it was nice to go somewhere on a Sunday and be met by Matt and by Troy who would give me these great big hugs every week yeah definitely and be genuinely pleased to see me yeah I I, I, I do think that that was a that was a big thing like having people who wanted to see you because when you're in those dark places sometimes you don't believe that those people exist you're like yeah nobody wants to see me so I'm just going to hide like I, that's how I was at first as well when everything was was going on. And then when I've finally decided, like, no, I wanna, 
I don't want to miss out. We and you then you and you said did the same thing. Like I don't want to miss out. So yeah, that was that was interesting. Like to see you like grow and come out of your shell and. But it it wasn't without its flaws. Like as you said, like there were there were politics and I don't don't really want to go into it. I'm sure you've probably gone into it at some point. Not not really. We've like hinted at it, but there was like major. And it like, just met it. Major issues. It, the club had come to be like a safe space, and it no longer felt very safe to be there. Yeah. And I felt uncomfortable, and I was going there to get away from how uncomfortable I felt most of the time. Yeah. So it stopped being somewhere I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that made me really sad because I missed people so much. Mhm. And I guess like now that we we're in this like horrific space now where we can't see people and we're so fortunate that we that we've got your discord server and we play every week with our friends but i miss them so much yeah no i think that we all miss each other like being around a table and like even in your like relatively new state of the game you can also attest to the fact that me and leon always say that like playing in person is like a thousand times better than than playing it's, online. It's the social aspect of it when you're face to face with your friends, like, and it's not just they weren't. Excuse me, they weren't just people that we saw on a Sunday. They were friends that we spoke to during the week. Friends that we had come over to our house. Hmm. Because that became like a semi regular thing for us. Yeah, where we we'd to... have people come over and like play games and yeah, what not? Because we could, because we were friends and we'd have a drink. And we play games. Yeah. And that was what we did because we were actually friends. Yeah. We are actually friends. Yeah, definitely. And I think D&D is a unique thing that allows that to happen. Maybe because of the fact that as your characters, you kind of say, instead of saying like, so your first character was Dara. Dara didn't do that. Like, yeah. It's always, oh, do you, like, do you remember that time I did that? Yeah. It, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you make it personal. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. Um, quick question, though, before we, we like move on to like your favourite things about D&D and stuff like that. When you... Because f- you, you've only really had like limited DM experience with, with myself, Troy, and Aaron, who you've, you, you've made quite clear, and I've made quite clear, that we weren't really happy with um was i so from the bloke that, that went home was i a different person behind the dm screen or or not did you did you because some people say that their their partners change when they're like behind the dm screen and stuff like that or like was i different or did i act different no i don't think so well i remember i always remember the time that you like bawled me out in front of everybody yeah so our friends have seen me shout Addison down like stand up at the table and shout down it at him <laughs> because I didn't agree with his bullshit choices <laughs> yeah like so, so and I can't even remember what it was but I was so mad you, I, don't, I don't remember what it was either I feel like you were trying to cheat me out or something and I was like nah, nah not having it <laughs> that's bullshit and I'm not gonna take it <laughs> So yeah, you you've so obviously you don't think I'm like this all powerful deity. My power trip is ruined um, because of the fact that you um, 
you you are willing to like shout me down and like <laughs> row with me about things, which not in like a, a like malicious way, just like in like heat of the moment sort of thing. Because then we'd like we don't remember it, so it obviously wasn't that big a deal. Like no, but it shook everyone. <laughs> I think because of the fact that they'd never seen me like back down or like they'd never seen I me don't think like they'd seen me get as angry as yeah. that either. I think that might have been the first time they've obviously seen me get angry quite a lot now <laughs> i'm quite an angry little person dwarf barbarian but i i sort of stood and shouted across everyone because <laughs> i was at the other end of the table yeah facing addison near enough and i lost it and i just remember because we like there, there was quite a big group of us in your campaign at that time so there's like 10 pairs of eyes looking at me yeah we like, could you not make this scene right now? Because <laughs> we all feel super uncomfortable. Yeah, we. I think we took a break, didn't we? At the after that, and then we just moved on. But yeah. So, what? So, would you say that the social aspect is like your favourite part of the hobby? I think so. Like initially, like meeting everyone and getting to know them, and then, but then it was like once once you've fallen in love with like the hobby and your friends around you. Because that's what it was, really. Mm. Um, I like like spending time with those people. And I'd look forward every week to going and spending time with those people. In character, out of character. It was just nice to be around those people. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose, in terms of the game, I've been very fortunate to come into it and have you be my DM. As someone that makes me feel very comfortable and safe. Mm. I, I I do try that for all my players, but obviously you being my wife, I do have a, a a bit of a bias towards making sure that you're happy. And I'm sure I've got a bias in like my DM style. I'm yeah, yeah, and like yeah, it's my enjoyment of your DM style um, because it's you. Mm. Well, you've always known me as a creative as well because you've always known me as like a writer, a writer and a poet and stuff like that. So the fact that you saw me get to do that again because I think. You, I remember you saying to me once that you were quite sad that I didn't do that anymore at one point when we first moved back to home because I obviously I'd go to like poetry nights and yeah and then I think you you you've mentioned it before that like that was like D and D was now the new poetry night I guess or something like that yeah like, it's exactly that because it was sort of like for you one day you just stopped writing poetry. Mm. And I can't remember the last time I saw you pick up a a pen and write in that fashion. Mm. I suppose because you've got a lot going on and yeah, like D&D is your creative outlet now. Because mm. you're a storyteller, that is your, that's your style. Um, so for people that obviously don't know Addison have never played in any of these games, he's very character driven. He very much likes to get to know his players' characters and their stories and weave them into the narrative that he, like, tells for us all. Mm. Um, And I like that, but I also like what Troy does. Troy is very, like, environment-focused. Like, his world tells his story and his world-building is so outrageously good. Yeah. He puts a lot of time and effort. It's, It's so blatant that he puts a lot of time into the creation of the world that you're in and he lets that be the guiding factor 
No, yeah. I Am I right? No, I get that. That's, that's yeah, that's perfectly fine. Like Troy's very, like Troy's worlds were like insane. Like whereas I'm like, oh, I like this bit of your character backstory. I'm gonna take that and run with it for a bit. As you as you've seen recently in in our campaign that we play at the moment. Yeah. Like I keep finding little bits of people's stories and bringing them in, like to like play with them and um somewhat torment them i guess like yeah like the main bulk of the the thing that we're doing right now in the campaign we're playing in is focused around one person's backstory mm. yeah because for those of you who don't know someone gave me like a blank slate like someone did a someone did a talisman jaffe for those people who know about molly mock in season two and they, he, he was like, oh, I want to play a character that's got amnesia. And I was like, do you want to... He was like, no, you can make that up. You tell me what he did. And I was like, hoo I'm <laughs> rubbing yeah. my little greedy mitts together. And now they're basically trying to save the world from... Vecna. Yeah, Vecna in his past and everything. It's wild. It's wild. It's madness. You've been everywhere. You've been to the... The... Uh, Astral Sea. You've been to the astral plane you've freed a genie from a curse you've you've uh, you're now trying to get the favour of the blood hunters you've freed ancient uh, wizards and sorcerers and stuff it's been pretty fun do you think or like... yeah no <laughs> sorry I, just, I was like off in my own world then <laughs> thinking about all the cool things that we've done What's your uh, let's let's tap into that then as you're thinking about it. What's your favourite D and D memory ever? And it doesn't have to be from the campaign that we're doing now. It could be from the old campaign. <laughs> could be for Troy's campaign. Like, what's your favourite? I'm gonna put it out there. I think most of my favourite D and D moments, like from when we played, are probably all probably all involved Troy. Yeah. I don't. I don't genuinely know. If I'd have ever gotten as comfortable RPing as as I am, and I'm still like not the most comfortable with it, but I don't think I'd have gotten to this stage without Troy. <laughs> um, I feel like Troy's been my bro getting into this hobby. Yeah, he does make like awesome characters as well. All of his characters are fucking sick. <laughs> it's because I I loved Troy's character in our last campaign so much his turtle toke yeah his stoner turtle and like toke and dara like my character ended up like like really good friends and there was this moment where i don't have you spoken about found and spud before on the pod yeah yeah i spoke about it with uh with michelle because i talked about yeah, the fact, the fact that, that she, she draws it. them for yeah. us yeah so Addison incorporated Found and Spud into that campaign for me, really. Um, and we imagined Spud to be this wild magic sorcerer and he would just turn up. And he just turned up one day at this place where we were staying in the kitchen. But the last time we saw Spud, he was a baby. He was a toddler, wasn't he? he yeah. And Dara and Toke open like or the hatch opens and Dara and Toke looked at Spud and were a bit like that's not right he was this like what was he like 17 18 year old he looked about 17 years old yeah like to you guys but remember he's a furball so he ages a bit like 
yeah. And Dara and Tote looked at each other and were like, want to stick a pin in that? Because <laughs> yeah. we had all sorts of other crazy shit going you on. You literally just shut the door on him, didn't you? Because yeah, like, the, the chef like, went up to you and was like, yeah, there's this strange guy in the in the kitchen with like green hair and ke- Fry, frying up potatoes and putting cheese on them. <laughs> and I remember Troy and I looking at each other and going, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that. We're gonna we're gonna come back to that later at some point." Yeah, but... and just walking away. Yeah, Spud basically invented cheesy chips in in, in Tandora. Yeah, but that was that was hilarious because you were just like. Uh, both of you were like, I don't. What do we do? Like, and Troy and I had a beautifully awkward moment a couple of weekends ago, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so Troy and I's characters in the campaign we're playing currently are somewhat romantically involved, <laughs> and there was a beautifully awkward moment of Troy's character Zafir trying to initiate bedroom activity. <laughs> And it was wonderful. He was so like adorably awkward about it. Yeah. D and D, the one hobby where you get to watch your, <laughs> watch your wife like basically have an affair with with your friends. But no, it it, it no. I think because we've not actually had the really had the opportunity to play together. When when we've played together, I can count it on one hand. We played together at, at Aaron's. Yeah. We've played together for Paul's one shot. Yeah, that short block, that was two weeks. Two weeks. And we briefly played together in Troy's campaign. Troy's campaign. Did you not play in Rachel's one as well? And in Rachel's short block as well. Yeah. And uh, uh, Strad for Leon. That was, yeah, that was stopped by... By the vid. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we Yeah, we've really not had that much chance to play together at all. No. What do you think when play, playing like D&D with me? Addison also creates really obnoxious characters. That, don't look at me like that. They're, <laughs> they're obnoxious. Like, like, I love Kindling. Addison's um, fire Janasi wizard. He's, he's, oh, he's so brilliant, but he's the smartest person in the room. Which, for those of us that know Addison really well, Addison is all, also always the smartest person in the room, in Addison's opinion. <laughs> Well, way to chop me down <laughs> like that. Like, who, who's? Because I know my favourite character of yours. Like, I know my favourite, my favourite character that you've ever made. What's your favourite character of mine that you've had the opportunity to play with? Like, either because you like their personality, or you thought they were just like really cool and funny. I do love Kindling. I did really like Red, your character from Troy's campaign, and I think that would have been fun to if we'd have been able to carry on playing Kendra and Red at that time. Yeah. I always forget about her. Yeah. But she was pretty awesome. She, she was my monk, my human monk. Because monks are awesome. Monks are awesome. I, I find monking really hard, though. True. That makes sense. I'm uh, a spellcaster. Yeah. You are definitely... I think my my favourite character that you've ever played is... Um, is... Is... Uh, Dara, but followed closely by Gail. Oh, Gail's cool. I really like Gail. So Gail is Jen's uh, Tabaxi Rogue Inquisitor, who we she played in Strad and she played in the tournament that we did once, and that was fun. 
because like I just like the dynamic between our characters and I like Gail as well the fact that she didn't really care about anything you played her so aloof like yeah I think I tried to make her as cat like as possible yeah you played her as like so aloof and so like and I hated your character from that campaign I hated Bolly you leave Bolly alone. Oh, That's you terrible. and Leon now. He's terrible. <laughs> he's not terrible. He, he's got on this horrendous shrill voice for him and everything. He's he's just a he's just a little dumpling patat. That's all he is. He was a little gnome. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you always feel an affinity for your first character. Mm. Like Dara's very special. Yeah. Because she was the first character I ever played and played her for quite a long time. Yeah. Your first experience was almost like a, a year-long campaign. Really. Yeah. Um, but in the same respect, the character I play now... Clemency Cheeseman. Ginger Bard extraordinaire. I love her so much. And I think because I'm still not very good at creating my characters and knowing what to do to create my characters... But I put a lot of work into Clem's backstory. That yeah. was all me. I went away and thought about that, that myself. That was that was beautiful. Like you, you watching you do that and like get really excited when you went. Oh, that's a really cool idea and like incorporating that. I thought that was that was really cool and being able to play those characters that you made as well, like your Clem's dad. Because for, for for the first time ever, we don't have an orphan. Like she has. Oh yeah, there's nothing particularly tragic about Clem, is there? No. Really. She just she left. She comes from a really happy family. She just didn't want to be married off. Yeah, and just and was bargained bored. for her life, like to go and explore before she, you know, did whatever. Yeah. So that was it, and it's pretty fun. Like, and watching you play her, like you go, like you go pretty Sasha fierce when you play Clem as well. Like Dara was like shy. Uh, Kendra was quiet. Like. Gail was aloof, but with Claire, I feel as though like the claws are out. Like, oh, do you think she's just sassy? Oh, I, I, she I, is sassy as hell. <laughs> like, she does sit and like come people out under her breath all the time, <laughs> but under her breath so that everyone can hear her. <laughs> yeah, like you, you do do that thing of like, well, that's a great idea, isn't it? It's oh, brilliant. I said that out loud. <laughs> and poor, poor Luke bears the brunt of it all the time. Yeah. Like, don't don't ever want him to think for a minute that it's a personal attack. Like, if you're listening, I'm not personally gunning for you. But you seem to make these characters that my characters would just naturally tell them to shut up all the time because they're being an idiot. <laughs> it is you true. Don't, you don't know things. Shut up. <laughs> that is, that's so funny. But they're all so sweet. Yeah. Like... They mean well. Yeah, they're... <laughs> <laughs> a bit like you. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! I got over again. It wasn't even. <laughs> Invite your. I really want to do this episode with you, darling. Would you come and do an episode of the podcast with me? Yeah, if you just get to mug me off every twenty seconds. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. But it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Addison is so smart for someone that says so many like really silly things, <laughs> and you go, you just look at him like. Are you sure? Shut up. <laughs> Luke makes characters like that where they're so sweet and they're so well-meaning, but they're a bit clueless. Mm. And you shut up. Like, for two minutes. 
Just whilst whilst the rest of us work out what's going on. Don't hurt yourself, honey. The adults are talking for <laughs> much. Like, no, yeah, I, I understand that. It, and I think yeah, it, it does make me giggle. Like, I love it. It's like Pabu. Oh, Pabu was so brilliantly dim. Yeah, trying to write that letter. Oh yeah, you had to be so for context. Pabu basically had to write a letter, challenging or replying to a challenge to a duel. Yeah, and like there's like loads of customs and everything to it. And basically, Clem was trying to oh. was trying to do it for him, weren't you? Like, oh, this is what we need yeah. to do. And then, how, how was Zeph included in that? Um, Did he ask Zeph to do it initially to write it? Bearing in mind, Zeph can't see. Zeph can't see. Yeah. Zeph has like blind sight. Yeah. Had blind sight. He can see now. Yep. Um. But yeah, it was because we we were down here at the time, weren't we? You were playing at your desk, and I was sat on the sofa. Yeah. And I genuinely had stood up and was pacing, had my <laughs> head in my hands, like this is giving me a fucking headache, and how do I make it stop? <laughs> that was, yeah, the thing was, it was it was like, oh my god, I think she's actually going to to explode. <laughs> like I'm not sure she's okay. <laughs> was because it was so it was so like spot on for Clem would have been so agitated by it yeah but I was also personally so agitated by it that I just got to a point where I couldn't like how are we still doing this (laughs) how have we not resolved this why will no one shut up long enough for me to help them Mm. so I give up you guys you guys are stupid (laughs) but Oh, I don't know. I have so much fun playing D&D. And when the pandemic first hit and you first started using... Discord. Discord, like the loom first became a thing, I found it hard to interact with. And I guess I got to a point where I guess I'd started resenting it again. Yeah, because it was... You you, you used words like it was too much effort and there was too many things in the way. And I, at the time when you were teaching from home as well, and I was I was furloughed, I wasn't able to go to work, I felt very trapped in our home. Yeah. So I'd sit here all week and have to be quiet in our home because Addison was teaching here. And at the time, he was using the, the room that had the one TV in our house in it. Yeah. So I couldn't do anything. I felt super trapped. And then for him to be playing D&D for four hours on a Sunday, Mm. where I also felt like I couldn't make any noise and I couldn't interact with anyone because I wasn't involved. And it's not like I can go anywhere else. Yeah. And I found that really hard. Mm. I, I, everyone's found this pandemic hard. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm the only one that struggled. No, but it it was a struggle we both had. Like, I, I couldn't see an issue because of the fact that I was so deep in it and like, I was struggling with with like, well, this is this is the way things are now. And like I, I'd kind of used that as a crutch when I should have been a bit more understanding. Like I know that. Yeah, I ju- yeah. I just felt like I can't watch the TV. If I had the TV on, Addison would be like, "Oh, it's too loud." I'm like, "I can barely fucking hear it." So how is it too loud to you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just here. I'm just trapped here. And that's why. But that was why I was trying to get you to play it again. Like it was almost like the same cycle we'd been in before. Yeah. So where I was, I was in a wasn't in a very good place, where I couldn't work. Yeah. Like, so I was like, "Play, play. It'll be fine." And so then, when that campaign sort of ended and you had to like restart yeah restart soft reboot yeah. yeah and i was like okay 
oh, I'll come and have a crack. And it's been hard to adjust to not being able to see our friends. Yeah, we're going to do a bit of a, a session this week, aren't we? We're gonna, I'm going to post an announcement tomorrow saying that we might start a bit earlier to do a bit of a drop-in. See if there's anything they want to change about, like, do you want to use cameras and stuff like that? Because... <laughs> Although I don't think our friends should be subjected to the way I look on a Sunday when <laughs> when we play. <laughs> well, it might encourage us to get dressed. <laughs> Probably not. All right. All right. I'm pretty sure all our friends have been here when I've been in my pyjamas. Yeah, yeah. It's not... It is what it is. Like, but you you are right. We do need to see if there's anything we can change to make it. Because we're like this for a while now, aren't we? We've been like this for a while. And we're probably like this for a while longer. And if the club survives, as we don't know, like, it is on. But yeah. So, I think I've only got really one other question for you. Because like, we've talked about like how it's affected our relationship. We've talked about how it's affected our relationship and like what's what's happened to us and what we you now like about it. Now that I've kind of like forced you into it, I'm sorry about that, sweetheart. But um, one of the things I do want to talk about is something that I've seen you have to do, like, because you used to be like one of like the popular girls. I would say, like, you used to be friends with like the popular girls, like, like. At school. Oh, I know what you're about to say. So how how do you now explain to people how what you do? So how do you, bearing in mind you 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 were that like one of the one of the girls like, and now how do you explain that as a 28 year old woman what you do on a Sunday to people? We have great difficulty. <laughs> That's that is it. Always. Because you've tried, you've watched me try and it's tried to explain it to like my best friend Amy. Yeah, your parents as well trying to explain <laughs> it to your parents. Stephen, my, your brother. Yeah, my brother's brilliantly dim anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's my favourite. But my yeah, my dad just doesn't get it. My dad genuinely thinks that we are oddballs. Like, he fi- he thinks he thinks we're proper weirdos yeah and he thinks because he thought for a long time that i was actually putting elf ears on like i know for a fact that's what he thought oh no he didn't that was a joke at uh, work that was a that was genuinely a joke between oh. the management at work oh wow <laughs> who, who all got it <laughs> that was so like my old my old one of my old bosses who got it and they had me one day like try and explain it to him or i said something about it once and I, I initially thought that I needed to explain it to them, and they were all like, I know what it is. <laughs> like, for anyone, they're all a lot older than us as well. Mm. So I suppose they've been around for like the satanic panic that was all around <laughs> in like the 80s or whatever. Because, Jesus, yeah. Um, but they enjoyed watching me squirm trying to explain it to them and not really know how. Even now, if someone. So I think that. The most recent example of it is trying to explain it to my personal trainer. Yeah. Like when I was seeing Jack every week and trying to tell him that basically the enjoyment I got out of my week was seeing Jack and playing (laughs) D&D. Everything else was just... Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. It's grey. But try... How do you tell people that you go somewhere and pretend to be someone else? 
which is essentially what we do. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really like I, I have the same thing at work. Like I, I work in in a school and like trying to explain it to other teachers. Like when I ran the club, my god, like trying to explain what I did at the D and D club to other teachers was insane. And bearing in mind, I had so many kids going to it. Like yeah. it was like one of the most popular clubs across the year groups. Like they they'd come in and have a, and see and look and like try and understand what was going on and it was hard work like even and they were seeing it like physically yeah. so i can imagine what it would be like trying to explain to somebody who has no point of reference yeah like we can make reference to video games but that's about it but yeah like, i genuinely have had friends that i've told who have been like oh are you those weirdos that go to places like dressed up and i'm a bit like oh well yeah <laughs> we could be we could be those people. we could be those people we're not we, yet been, you've been that person like, oh yeah i went i went you and you and callum went in cosplay to comic-con comic-con Paige and troy were also in cosplay when we met them <laughs> because her cosplay was the best thing ever yeah she was she was amethyst from, from steven, steven universe. universe yeah which suited her to a t yeah like that's the cutest thing i've ever seen it was the best but yeah um but yeah that's I think one more question then we'll do the deck of many questions and we'll sign off because I've kept you long enough we'll have dinner and we'll return to our romantic evening <laughs> of sitting on the sofa uh, sitting on Light the sofa spuds. <laughs> yeah so um, some people have like a major issue when couples play together like and this is I've never known it like in person or with in our friendship group but like Reddit and Twitter and like people have like major issues with people playing together. Like if they're a couple. Like what do you think about that? Like do you think it's it's a good idea for couples to play together? Do you recommend couples playing together? I don't know. I'm not sure I have an opinion on that. I don't because it's we play together. Mm-hmm. You DM and I play. We play together in other people's campaigns. You are the reason I got into the hobby mm-hmm. and I suppose we got other, we've got other friends that play with their significant others mm. so Paige and Troy Joe and Leon yeah so no no what was your question like what do you think <laughs> about people who, who have an issue with couples playing together do you recommend couples playing together I don't think it's an issue as long as and I, I, I will hold my hands up. I've brought, I suppose I've brought outside issues to the table. I, I've come to the table angry at you for whatever reason. And it's reflected in the way I played. Mm. I try not to do that. I've made a really conscious effort not to do that. But if that's a constant thing at your table, then yeah, I can see why there's an issue. Yeah. Um... But if there's nothing nothing untoward, there's no reason for there to be an issue. I don't know why people would make an issue of it. Yeah. Because people are in a relationship. Like, look at the cast of Critical Role. Yeah. You have two married couples. Yeah. Playing in that in that show. Yeah. Um, um yeah, no. I can't see why people would make an un- unnecessary issue of it. Well, yeah, I get that. Like I just thought it, it was an interesting premise considering that the reason why I've brought you on is to talk about what it's like being in a relationship and playing D&D together and like having your significant other. I can see it. As I say, like, I can see why 
it would make people feel uncomfortable. But that's only if that couple's making a scene. Yeah. Like, for example, I've shouted at you across our table. Yeah. And people have gone, oh my God, don't have a domestic. Yeah. And the likelihood of it, of it is that we're not going to. But I'm angry at you at the moment. In the moment, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna express that, and I'm really sorry that I've made all our friends feel uncomfortable because I've yelled at you in that way. But I'm gonna sit down and shut the fuck up afterwards. Yeah, it is true. That is true. Like, I think... but if I was doing that every week at our table, yeah, I could see why our friends would think that was an issue and why they'd want me to be away from the table. Yeah. Like definitely, like if it became like a just another soundboard for your domestics, like. But I don't, I don't think we do that. I no. don't think. I think that's probably the one of the only times we've ever done that. Yeah, I think we we make comments about each other, just like banter, <laughs> but that's about it. Like we don't actually, we're never actually yeah. mean. To yeah, each other I tell anything. Addison he makes dick DM choices all the time. Yeah. Like are you, I accuse him of cheating the system a lot. Because <laughs> because it's not going her way. Because yeah. I'm a brat. I don't <laughs> like losing. Can't stand it. You are funny. Um, don't know. You asked me a question earlier about my favourite, like, D&D memory. Yeah. I'm going, like, something completely, like, not in-game, not in-character. My, uh, my player's handbook was a gift to me from Addison. Hmm. And he wrote something really, really nice in the front of it. And that's... Like, one of my favourite things that I have, D&D-wise. Oh, really? I, and I don't read my PHP very often. I don't I don't need to. I ask you the questions <laughs> I got. Yeah. But it's nice to know that I have that. And quite often when we play, I get it out and I read what you wrote to me in it. Because mm. it's really lovely. Like, you tried to encourage me to get into it. And you bought me this, like, lovely gift. And wrote something, like, really lovely in it sound like a broken record like find a new word but it it's really special to me oh oh that makes me that makes me so happy because i i I remember buying that and being like this this goes one of two ways she's either gonna club me to death with it yeah or or it goes and and i probably thought about it at first yeah i i think you didn't you didn't read what was inside it for a while I wouldn't say a while. It weren't like it went for months sat on no. our shelves. Like, but like, but I probably opened it and didn't think to look inside it. Yeah, I opened it. Probably opened other things. Mm. I was a bit like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Before I decided to open it, I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Because I I'd had it for quite a while still before I decided I was going to play. Yeah. Like you bought that with foresight. Mhm. I can do like that. Like you sometimes. knew you were gonna warm me, wear me down eventually. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's 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 how our our story goes, isn't it? We we got married. I, I pretty much forced you into playing D and D, and now it's it's something it, we love. But it wasn't you. Ah, uh, that's true. It wasn't you, me. You weren't the you weren't the t- turning point. No, Paige, wherever you are. Uh, like, whenever you are. Whenever you are. Whoever you are. <laughs> Jen always takes the mick out of me when I say that as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it. But it is lovely having you around and like watching. Like I, I really get enjoyment out of seeing your face and like how like excited you can be when I when I do things and when I when I, I get like really good feedback from you. Like 
sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing that well, but like you, I look at you and you're like, and I'm like, oh no, I must be impressive then. Cause she'd tell me if I was rubbish, like, and not, not obviously meanly, but you would say like, oh, you didn't, was everything okay? Like you weren't yourself today. You've said that a couple of times. Yeah. Like, but when I see you and you're like engrossed and like, I know, I know that it, it makes you excited. It, make, it makes you happy to see me get happy. Like even for things such as if one of my spells land. Yeah. Like I had this huge thing with Dara, <laughs> where when whenever Dara cast inflict wounds, it, just never it did fuck all. <laughs> it never worked. And there was this one time. It, went, well, it hit. <laughs> it hit like a truck, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. And that's that's another highlight. Yeah, like because I was so gassed <laughs> because I couldn't understand why such a simple spell really, I, and I couldn't get it to land as a motherfucker wielding an oath bow. Yeah, and like so, yeah. Jen had a thing where she, I, I gave again. I kind of cheated for her. He broke yeah. the system for me. He gave I, my cleric an oath bow. I gave the cleric an oath bow, and I also gave her a thing that allowed her to cast touch spells for the for the first increment of her bow's range and that was it so it could only go so far but there's still quite far for a bow yeah basically you were so sweet facilitating that because creating dara you just wanted i um i um denied a lot about whether to play a ranger or a cleric yeah and nobody wants to play ranger because they're rubbish yeah they are poo I've, (laughs) i've now done it yeah in like short games haven't i yeah and they're they're poo it's not my favorite no disrespect for people that, because there, there are obviously people out there that love the, <laughs> love the ranger. And speaking of that, our, our little furry animal companion has decided to get in the way. Get in the way, and with that, I'll give him a kiss, and we will head into the deck of many questions, which is Jen is actually probably not going to have that many. Not. No disrespect, but because she's only ever played, a lot of these got submitted because we had a lot of people who DM'd on. So I'm going to find one for you because I love you. I want you to. Um, so I would love for you to tell me what your favourite race is and what your favourite class is. That's your deck of many questions question today, sweetheart. Race and class. Favourite race, favourite class. I'm an elf person. Elf, half elf. You want to play a ladrin, didn't you? I do have a thing where I think my next my next character might be an Aladrin, but Addison's thing is I like elfy characters and I should probably not play elfy characters as much. <laughs> like Dara was a wood elf. Clem's a half elf. Yeah. But I do have a thing where I wanna play an Aladrin because Addison's Aladrin character was really cool and i didn't actually see you play him all that much no you just heard stories about him and like yeah like you saw yeah i told you things yeah like and i think you saw like the notebook i kept where i like stuck pictures in and stuff which yeah look cool because they can like change can't they based on seasons, seasons and their mood and i think that is just that's cool what's your favorite class then probably bard <laughs> Probably Bard because you hate it so much. <laughs> I love that. I love what you hate. <laughs> so, so let's let's be let's be honest. Like my my character Clemency, she's awesome. Yeah. She is a law Bard. 
Clemency can do fucking anything she wants, basically. Yeah. With little to no problems. Is as long as the dice are playing somewhat nicely, Clem doesn't have any problems with anything. Right. Yeah. She's proficient <laughs> in a lot of things. She's got, got ex- expertise geez. in quite a few others. Yeah. And I can see, I can see why that's really, really like problematic for you. Yeah, I just hate that. Hates it <laughs> every time. Like we level up or whatever, and I try and work out what it is I can do. I still struggle with things like that. There are numbers, and like they're not my strong suit. Addison's like, I fucking hate that you can do all of this. <laughs> yeah. Take your bullshit elsewhere. <laughs> no, it is funny, and it is it is interesting to watch you like like. Oh, I'll do it. And if he's like, oh, can Clem do that? And you just look at your sheet and go, well, I'm going to try because I've got plus seven, even though I'm not proficient. Like, what? <laughs> what? It is It is interesting to watch you. Because you've got a luck stone as well, haven't you? Yeah. Which is annoying. <laughs> but so I, on top of all the shit that I can do, I get an extra plus one to things. Yeah, it is. it is interesting to watch you. So yeah, that has been today's episode about... Being married to a dungeon master, dating your DM, uh, loving across the table, um, and yeah, thanks Jen for doing this weird interview with me in our front room because that's where we are. We're literally using the interview function of my microphone <laughs> to run this interview. Uh, we're making sure the cat doesn't do anything stupid, and yeah, I think it's been really cool listening to like your because we talk about D and D, but we never like go like deep into it because like we just expect that the other person knows but like i didn't know how how much you loved your phb and like that's made me really happy so thank you for that but yeah if you want to catch us you can catch us on social media on instagram on twitter uh you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast pocket Casts, anywhere where you can find good podcasts for uh, for your devices uh, you can also catch me on Mondays uh, with my friend Ben over at Flickering Torch playing uh, Blades in the Dark Red Herrings at the moment but after that we are going to be playing Mecha Hack Desperate Alliance with me GMing which is going to be sick as hell because I can finally get in the robot Shinji and mess some stuff up so we hope that you've enjoyed today uh it's been fun hopefully there won't be much editing to do on this one and yeah whoever you are wherever you are whenever you are i hope you're safe hope you're well and i hope to see you again soon see you later bye Bye. (laughs) i was like you just waved